You're listening to Random Fit with hosts Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, winner of a Gold Markham Award for Digital Media. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Random Fit. I am Wendy Batts here with my co-host and friend, Mr. Ken Miller. Ken, how are you? I'm doing well, Wendy. How you doing? I'm doing great. You yeah. know, another another day, that's for sure. <laughs> another day, another dollar. Uh, yeah, maybe something like that. Um, or we hope anyway, right? <laughs> um, well, this week, guys, we want to say thank you to all of those that have reached out with some questions and comments regarding um, things that you wanted to know that you've heard off on Random Fit. So I just wanted to take the time to say that we really appreciate you listening to us. I don't think we say it enough, but we, um, we value your opinion and your thoughts. And so if you have comments or questions, always make sure that you come to Ken and I because we'd love um, to provide feedback or maybe it will be a session that we can do for you guys um, live on Random Fit. So, um, but without, you know, with that being said, I wanted to talk about this week's topic. Um, we're talking about two hearts that beat as one. So when we talk about this, we're really going to focus a lot today on the calf. So Ken, why don't you take us in and talk about how that even happens? <laughs> Well, I think that the motivation for this episode was, you know, one of the things that both Wendy and I do often is, well, not that often, but we'll, we'll actually get on a plane and we'll travel and we'll present at conferences or do workshops for trainers across the country um, and, and, and internationally. And one of the things that, that sparked this idea of, of the calf being a second heart is the fact that when you have a chance to, if you have to sit down for, especially for a prolonged amount of time, you know, it's, it's easy to get stiff and, and, you know, stagnant with the lower body because you're, you're just sitting there. The, 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 the hips are flexed, the knees are flexed, and the foot is just, you know, kind of just sitting there, sitting on the ground. But one of the things we don't realize is that the importance of the, the calf complex is that it acts as a second heart. When we look at systemically and and when it comes to blood flow the of course the first thing we think about when it comes to circulating blood across the body or around the body through the body is the heart right but that blood has to come back and when it comes to movement and gravity just pooling blood in the lower extremities it's the calf that actually does a lot to help circulate the blood recirculate the blood and get it back up to the heart so when you know when when on of our one of our last longer trips just sitting on the plane one of the things i found myself you know tapping my feet moving my foot and ankle when I, I don't know how you do it or how you last through the flights but you know just getting that just getting the foot and ankle to move a little bit and just to help facilitate blood flow is, has been one of the big things that helped support the thought that the calf is indeed a second heart so so wendy when when it comes to the calf complex and and what it does to help again push push blood back up towards the heart so if i'm the calf i'm the foot and ankle my job as i'm moving flexing and extending through the ankle i'm actually pushing blood back up to the heart what's one of the things that you you do to help facilitate movement and getting the calf more involved as far as circulation goes you mean when I'm sitting on a plane or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, could, I could go for hours talking about this, but yeah, I mean, you know, when you think about the calf, it points the foot, it flexes the foot, it, it makes it go in circles. I mean, you got to think that's why when we talk about even movement compensations during the assessment, 
why that's so important because if you're locked down at the foot and ankle it really can affect everything else up your entire body and so you know i mean for me i just i'm like you i move around all the time and the more that i can can move my ankle so point my toe you know do the alphabet i've heard from my physical therapist friends you know they they do that with people that are coming out of rehab or d just had surgery as they teach them how to do the alphabet with their toes and, you know, because it's actually getting more movement within the calf and the ankle um, together, you know, playing nicely, but again, for the same reasons. So therefore we're not pulling blood into that, that region. And we're actually getting, you know, getting um, the blood throughout the body, like it's supposed to, and you're not fighting that gravity. So lowercase alphabet. And then again, for the uppercase alphabet, I mean, that's very, very good for the foot and ankle complex. And um, I would say that and just getting up, moving around, calf raises, all, always really good. Um, you know, Yeah. I don't know. Do you have anything special that I? Well, well, I think, you know, we'll, we'll get more into that. But the, <laughs> <laughs> as far as movement goes, and that's 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 a great start as far as getting people to move more. So if you're listening to us here on Random Fit, we're talking about the calf complex being basically a second heart. So two hearts beating as one. So with Wendy Bats and I here. Ken Miller here on Random Fit. Um, so when we when we talk about circulation, and this is one of the topics, you know, especially with you know talking about the cardiorespiratory system and getting heart and lungs to move better, you know, just move more, especially with people having been sedentary for maybe more more than usual over the last couple of years, and we talk about heart health and cardiorespiratory health. Um, we have to now, you know, in light of this this new approach or this other alternative approach, looking at the total body as a, as a pump. We have a pump here in our chest, and we have a pump, basically down both of our legs. But the importance of that, as I started doing more research as far as the importance of the calf's contribution to circulation, you know, the the heart pumps about five five liters of blood a minute, right? So we're talking about a gallon or so a minute and then the body has about 1.2 to 1.5 gallons of blood throughout the body so that's that's a lot of information uh, i mean that's a lot of information about how much blood and how much fluid actually we have to circulate and that's and that's going throughout the body and then uh you know the other the other fun fact that i that i read about was that the heart beats about a hundred thousand times a day right but when it comes to exercise blood flow can increase three to four times more during exercise versus being sedentary so when it comes to the calf's contribution again if we're exercising or we're jogging outside going for a walk um jumping things a little bit more ballistic like that definitely the lower leg has uh, a big contribution towards contributing to those hundred thousand plus beats um a day when it comes to exercise that's that's you know three to four times more um but again the calf does half you know it has to contribute to that because the heart can't just do all of that on its own so when it comes to movement you know we do have to consider the fact that it is a total body endeavor right and then when it comes to the calf's contribution you know, one of the things that you and I like to geek out on, Wendy, is, is biomechanics. And when we talk about the importance of having appropriate and adequate mobility of the, of the foot and ankle, that, that winds up being the first things that we wind up looking at, especially if we're taking on a new client. We take them through a movement assessment. 
And, you know, the one that comes to mind is, as I'm sure it does for you is, is a whole overhead squat assessment where we can take a gander at, okay, how well does that foot and ankle move? Because if we're going to have you pump more blood, if the heart's going to move more with some cardio work, with some resistance training, basically you have to, you know, look at where the rubber meets the road, literally when it comes to the, the, the function of the foot and ankle, what are, what are some of the starting points that you like to emphasize with clients as far as having appropriate ankle and foot mobility? Well, I mean, I think, you know, too, I mean, just to, even if we, you know, go back and to think about it as the scientific part, I mean, to your point, you know, you want your, your ankle to be able to move and flex backwards about 20 degrees. And that's called 20 degrees of dorsiflexion. And if you don't have that, then obviously you're going to end up, you know, using other muscles that shouldn't be included in performing certain muscles. And then other muscles are going to have to do things that they weren't intended to do. And, you know, it's just, it messes up everything within your body. And so, you know, when we were looking at the second heart, if you will, I wanted to kind of dive deeper. And to your point, 100,000 times a day, I mean, that's pushing 2,250 gallons of blood. So that's a lot of blood. And so when you're thinking about the calf in, in general, and we're talking about this second heart system, you know, that's consistent of the muscles and the veins and the valves that that lie within the calf. And all of that stuff works together to push that deoxygenated um, blood back up to the heart and lungs. And so, you know, if, if there's something that's faulty, so let's say that, you know, you've got these vein valves or, you know, they, they act as trapped doors that open and close each time the muscle contracts. If that isn't working adequately, then, you know, then you're going to end up having some dysfunction in that area. So when that becomes defective or those valves become weak, then obviously the second heart then is becoming overwhelmed because things aren't working as seamlessly as they were intended to. And so then the, the blood can actually pull in your, your calves. And then, you know, especially women when they're like, oh my goodness, I've got these spider veins or varicose veins. And, you know, people can, can you know, end up having a lot of issues because that calf complex isn't working as functionally and ideally as possible. So when you're thinking about just the calf complex in general, there's a lot of things that, you know, can go wrong. And there's a lot of issues like chronic um, venous insufficiency can happen. So when you get that CVI um, development, that's a bad thing, you know, and then, and then also too, looking at someone's ankles when they start to swell and they're getting water retention, that's an indication that something isn't working right. And your lymphatic system isn't able to, to, to work as efficiently either. So, so those are two big red, red flags. When the movement efficiency, like you said, if you're doing a movement assessment and things aren't working properly, that's an issue that can lead to um, muscles not working or, or your muscles not being in balance or balanced correctly. And there's a dysfunction there that we can actually help fix by foam rolling, stretching and activating the weaker muscles. But there's also other things to consider, too, because obviously we need everything to be able to push everything back up towards the lungs so we can, you know, fight gravity and, and have our heart, you know, because you think you want your heart and your calves to work together. <laughs> if you've got two quote hearts, you want them both to be working as optimally as possible. And you brought up some great points there, because if we're talking about um, blood pooling and, and when we're talking about uh, swelling and things like that. So if you're, if you're a personal trainer listening to us on random fit and you're hearing this information on, on the calf complex working with the heart as far as helping facilitate 
circulation, you know, and you notice that in your client, that might be an indicator that you, you might need some professional help. So to stay within our scope of practice as a personal trainer, this is one of those um, observations that you do want. You don't want to let it slide, but pay attention and make the recommendation to your client to go see a, a medical professional. So if you're an exerciser um, that isn't under the guidance of a personal trainer and you notice these things about yourself, um, as far as the swelling and the possible pooling or whatever the circulatory issue may be, and it's a, basically a change from what you've noticed before, then, you know, it's, it's not a bad idea to go get a checkup and, and, and get a physical and just make sure that you're not going to exacerbate or make anything worse uh, within, you know, your, your lower extremity, because we are talking about the importance of the, the contribution of the calf complex to circulation. But if there is a, let's say, like as Wendy's talking about, if there is a pump issue, then we got to make sure that you've you've covered all your bases and it's not something that that that's a little deeper than what we're talking about. But, you know, Wendy, you mentioned um, self-myofascial technique or using some kind of foam roller. But what we do need to understand too is that if you, if you do have, um, uh, 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 spider veins or <laughs> varicose veins. What's the word? Uh, varicose veins. That that couldn't be a uh, contraindication to foam rolling, right? So there mm -hmm. there are situations where, you know, even though the intention of using a foam roller or maybe even a percussion tool to help get the muscles to relax, there are situations where it's not the best thing to implement those tools onto the body because it, it can make things worse. Because if you have, as Wendy mentioned, if you have valve issues and, and you do have those varicose veins or spider veins where applying more pressure may, may actually be worse because now you're occluding blood flow when there's already a blood flow situation. So if you're noticing these things about you and, and your, your calf in, in this context of this uh podcast then get seek some medical help get out there and make sure you you understand okay what your situation is before you do something even though your intentions are good and you're trying to get back into better shape yeah and i think it's important and and myself wendy bats and ken miller are talking about two hearts that beat as one here today on random fit and we're really focusing a lot on the calves and you know as we were doing research and learning more about it i'm like you know what I know that it's important because we do assessments and we try to work on, on regaining better range of motion. But Ken, I think it's important too to realize there are so many things that we can do on a day-to-day -day basis that's also going to you know, inc you know, increase our chances of, of making sure that the calf is working as optimally as, as possible. And of course, you know, as I'm reading through it, I'm looking and it's like, what, you know, what is one of the best things that you can do? And it was something as simple as walking. And so when you think about that, I know myself, I have to take a lot of calls during the day when I'm not actually seeing um, clients and, you know, I'm in meetings and I, when I don't have to be in front of my computer, I take those meetings and I walk outside, I put my AirPods in, I sit there, I talk. I know my neighbors think I'm crazy because I constantly walk up and down my street. Um, but, you know, when you're looking at that and you're, you're in mobile for extended period of time. It doesn't matter like, it, you know, like when you're sitting in an airplane, obviously you're locked down and you can only do so much to benefit yourself. If, you know, your kids are in a car seat for a long period of time, you need to think about their their ability to get out, walk around and stuff. So maybe making a few more pit stops than you thought. But, you know, when you're doing 
the, like all of this sitting, then that's when you're also, you know, seeing that the blood starts to pool. That's when we start to see the swelling and, and it can actually lead to, um, you know, dangerous blood clots. And so when you hear people talk about deep vein thrombosis, that's a big deal. And, you know, I mean, so it's also things like, all right, what can I do about that? Well, you, number one, get up and walk around, take your meetings, walk around. Like we always say, I don't have time to exercise, but you have time to walk and you can make time and take meetings. Like I said, take them mobile. And, um, you know, I thought another thought thing that was interesting was people are actually now taking like their company meetings outside and walking right. as they're talking. And I was like, you know what? That's genius. We always talk about getting up and setting an alarm and stretching, you know, for a couple of minutes, mm -hmm. every 30 minutes or so, but why not take a walk? Yeah. You know, it's funny, it's funny, Wendy, because as you're talking, how many times have you and I been on the phone and you're like, <laughs> all right, if you hear anything, it's, I'm walking my dog and, you know, <laughs> while I take this call, because you and I, between our schedules, it's like, that's the only time we have a chance to talk is when we, either we're, we're, we're walking the dog while we're talking or it's like, okay, I, let's, let's get on the phone, but I have to walk the dog at the same time. So mm -hmm. it's, it's well, one of my favorite things too, is, you know, I, I, again, my husband, um, it works from home as well. And so he's constantly on meetings and I don't want to over talk him. He doesn't want to over talk me. So I'm usually the one that takes it mobile because he's unfortunately stuck in front of like, you know, yeah. he's on a team's meeting where he's got to be face to face or showing his screen. And my favorite thing to you that you say, and you say it all the time is like, where are you? And it's because I have my AirPods in that pick up everything yeah. and he hears the birds chirping, you know, so. <laughs> like must be nice out there in Atlanta. Yeah, it's not raining today. The birds are out. So, yeah. so yes. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, there, there are a lot of, there are a lot of times when you and I are both on the road. We're both walking, if you will. Um, but you, you did bring up a good point there as far as, you know, if, if you are in a situation where you're on a plane and you and I, Wendy, we've taken, we've taken an international flight where we're comparing notes, like All right, my flight was 15 hours and your flight was nine hours before you got, you know, you got your layover. And that just, you know, that's where you start to weigh the benefits of, okay, do you take a longer direct flight or do you take, you know, a layover, you know, somewhere in Europe where you can break up your flight into two eight hour trips. And I'm like, now that, now that I'm really thinking about it, like, do I take that layover so I can like go walk from one terminal to the next? Or am I that guy, which I am that walks up and down the aisles, you know, yeah. I get up and, I, and if I'm under the bulkhead, I'm, I'm the one, you know, since, since having um, met Kelly Sturette, I'm sitting down on the floor, right? I'm, I'm really? changing elevation of my hips and I'm sitting on the floor. I'm taking off my shoes and I'm doing, I'm sitting on my heels, you know, just to get that ankle, you know, force that little stretch. I'm not doing no, downward facing dog or the world's greatest stretch or anything, but I am, you know, getting the, the hips and the foot and ankle to move. And that's the only thing that keeps me, you know, keeps me sane. I mean, but I do, and you know me, Wendy, I, I bring more toys with me on the plane than anything else to help facilitate. Cause sitting there, my, my legs, my, my calves, they get stiff. So I take things like my, like, especially that last trip we took with the Norma tech three. And I take my, my Volt Go just just to keep things going. And, you know, not that we're telling all our clients to make that kind of investment, but it is as simple as you're saying, Wendy, just get up, walk around, move, just get out there, get the ankles to point and flex and doing those those ankle movements. Um, but one of the, the things that I recommend for my clients, too, is to get that sit and stand, you know, sit, mm -hmm. stand, modified desk so that they 
they're not sitting all day, but they're also not standing up all day because just being keeping that same footprint can be part of the issue. But changing the elevation can help. But for the most part, nothing beats getting around and and walking, you know, at the bare minimum. Yeah. And I think, too, you know, we've talked about we've done, you know, other podcasts on Random Fit where we really talk about, you know, investing in a good pair of shoes and, you know, trying not to wear high heels unless you have to. And the first thing you do when you get out of those is to stretch and move your ankles around, because unfortunately, you know, when you are standing and if you, you know, have a have a job where you have to stand for eight hours or nine hours a day on like hard concrete um, you know, it does play a toll not only on your foot, but, you know, in your back and other areas, too. And so, you know, I think the more that you you think about and invest in your body, I mean, I know it's expensive because we do have all the, you know, the vibration tools. And I know the the what are they the Normatech goes now that that really yep. do focus on the calf. Um, you know, I find that like a phenomenal product because it is really focusing on the second heart for that reason. It's trying to provide you know, better um, circulatory, you know, pumping, if you will, throughout your system. Yep. But, you know, you have to take responsibility too. like you said, get up, sit and stand every 30, 30 minutes or so. You know, people that are like, oh, I invested in this standing desk and I've been, you know, un unfortunately all day for eight hours at a time and they didn't really move. That's not always the best thing either, because how are you standing? Are you, you know, most people don't stand in proper alignment feet pointed straight ahead, really good, you know, abs are in tight, glutes are squeezed and they have proper, proper posture for eight hours. I mean, let's be real here. People don't do that. And so they start shifting a hip and doing stuff that can lead to other issues. And so, you know, I'm not saying that those aren't really good, but just be smart and the timing and, um, you know, just thinking about all that we said, we could go on and on and on, but, you know, the calves and the foot and ankle, that is a very important region of your body to always consider stretching you know, if you can roll because there's no contraindications, as you mentioned, which was, you know, a very good catch on my part, because you definitely want to make sure that you're able to do that. But the more that you can keep your lymphatic system going, your blood flow flowing, getting good range of motion to decrease, you know, stress to other joints of the body, all of that is super, super important. And unfortunately, people just do calf raises and then move on. Like right. oh, I did my workout yeah. for the day, all is well. <laughs> yeah. And and. Like you're saying, there are two two sides to that coin because, yeah, you can stretch, right? But we also need to strengthen because that's what a pump does, right? It's actually physically moving. It's not just allowing blood to, to come into the area. But the, as a pump, there is a mechanical contraction. It shortens, and that is that is the strengthening part that you're talking about. So when it comes to walking, you know, not bad to, you know, stop, hug a tree, or lean on a tree and do do some you know do 12 to 20 calf raises nice and slow and to make sure that we have good um, ankle uh, mobility for one but also good contraction of the calf so there's there is a lot of things to do and I think one of the last things that I forgot to mention too is I tell my clients to take off their shoes like if you're at a desk you know get your feet out of those shoes and just you know just kind of again if my if you're watching this those on, spreaders. yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually just move your toes, move your foot and, and get those the, the foot and ankle and the toes to move in all degrees of, of freedom and motion. And that way, you know, again, I am that guy on the plane that the second I know that the, if I've got the aisle seat, the people that are sitting next to me, if I have a middle seat and a, and a window seat person, once they sit down, boom, 
shoes come off and I'm just moving. We just, we just want to pray that you took a shower, that you I, didn't wear I your put shoes on a new shoes. pair of socks. <laughs> <before>. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I think it's important to, you know, and, and one of the, the key takeaways and why I loved, you know, when you're like, hey, we should do this is because, you know what, we're seeing more and more issues happening. And when you're looking at the research and you're thinking about this, there's over 40 million people that are affected with some kind of venous issue. And, um, you know, and they get these things called leaky valves and stuff. And unfortunately, a lot of that stuff could have been, um, you know, could have, we could have helped if they would have really thought about what they were doing, you know, and sitting for extended period of times. And so it's really, really important. This isn't something that just affects a very small minimum, uh, minimal amount of people in the population. 40 million people is a lot, a lot of people. <laughs> so, right. so it is an issue that unfortunately we're seeing more and more of. Yeah. And again, and classically in our, in our training and as far as working with athletes and getting them to run and jump, you know, we've talked about the foot and ankle as, from more of a biomechanical standpoint and getting that 15 to 20 degrees for them to do whatever sport they need. But now that as we're looking at it, there is more of a, a circulatory benefit. And, you know, just for, for everybody, not just athletes, but anybody that, that is trying to, you know, stay healthy and do the best they can, especially when we're talking about cardiorespiratory um, health and fitness, you know, the calf complex does play a bigger role than, than we think. And so, you know, all the tools and hopefully some of the ideas that you guys t come away with from this episode of Random Fit, hopefully that will help facilitate, um, you know, better circulation um, overall. So, Wendy, hey, um, as always, I, I pick up a lot from you as far as, you know, how you approach these these different topics that we talk about on Random Fit. So thanks for sharing. Absolutely. You know what? Anytime you guys want to, you know, listen to some birds, chirp, just, you know. Call me up yeah. on my cell phone. I'm sure I'm probably yeah. outside walking. <laughs> yeah, if you're talking to Wendy or, or and I between meetings, we're we're walking a dog or something. But, uh, or even in meetings, I have to mute. Or, or you, like, what is? Where are you? Are you like in yeah. the? You know, in the safari somewhere, like birds or all kinds. Oh, was of that stuff a, was that a hippo I heard in the background? <laughs> all right. So Wendy, hey, great hanging out with you as always. Um, so for those of you listening to us on Random Fit and you like this topic that we've talked about as far as two hearts beating as one, basically talking about the importance of the calf complex in circulation, um, please let us know. You know, we'd love to hear what you want to hear about and, you know, just give us a shout out. So like, follow, subscribe, comment, and share. Let us know what you want to hear about and we'll do the best we can to get that information out to you. So until next time, on behalf of Wendy Bats and I here on Random Fit, take care and be well. You're listening to Random Fit with hosts Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, winner of a Gold Markham Award for Digital Media.